Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Seven words that'll scare any politician. Roy Green is holding on line one. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network continues. early to celebrate, Mr. Cosby. Round two is just around the corner, and this time, justice may prevail. There's Gloria Allred as she appeared on this program yesterday, the uh, civil rights lawyer from Los Angeles, and one of Ms. Allred's clients was the one person, the one, or I guess, character witness, or the person who had an encounter with Cosby. I forget what the legal term was that Gloria Allred used. But her client was the only person that the judge in the Cosby trial allowed to speak about what happened uh, with, uh, with Cosby. So look, here's, here's why there was a mistrial. There were too many Bill Cosby fans on that jury. That's why there was a mistrial. There were too many Bill Cosby fans on that jury... And that's why there was a mistrial. So yesterday we had time for a few calls after I spoke with Gloria Allred. And interestingly, uh, female callers, women callers, were felt that um, Cosby was not guilty. The male caller we had time for felt that Cosby is guilty. And I've run into this divide more than once when we started to talk about just in private conversations. Is Bill Cosby guilty or not guilty of being a, a sexual predator? And more women, and I'm just going from memory here, but I think more women were inclined to say that Cosby was not guilty of being a sexual predator than were men. I found men to be more condemning of Cosby. Now, that's probably a fluke. It's probably just the people I talk to, but it's worth considering, is it not? So I'm going to ask you two things in a couple of minutes. Number one, do you believe that Bill Cosby is a sexual predator who should have been found guilty by that jury? Uh, and do you support my view, or challenge it, that there were too many Bill Cosby fans on that jury? Now, I found it, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a judge. Well, I may be a judge, but I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I found it interesting that, um, I know you're working on that one. I found it interesting that the jury came back, and they wanted the, the judge to describe to them what reasonable doubt meant. Well, I don't think it's that difficult to figure out what reasonable doubt is. Uh, there may be a, a legal uh, definition, but am I reasonably doubtful that Bill Cosby is guilty? Not a chance. I know I didn't hear all the evidence, but I know enough. But if I was on that jury... And if I was the only one, 
Mr. Cosby would be wearing a jumpsuit with a number on it for the rest of his crappy life. So, I used to be a huge Cosby fan. Loved the guy. Went to see him in theaters. I was a huge Cosby fan. Not no more, folks. If you want to get ready to express your opinion, phone lines are open to you at 800-263-2428. We'll put you on hold, and that way you'll be sure to get a shot at it. 800-263-2428. Too many Cosby fans on that jury, yay or nay? And uh, did you find him? Do you think he was guilty or not? We'll see how it breaks down, whether it does break down by gender. With us to talk about uh, the trial and the verdict and what happens next is one of this country's leading criminal lawyers. He's also an op-ed writer for the Globe and Mail, David Butt from Toronto. David, thank you for taking the time. Oh, my pleasure, Roy. Good to be back. So uh, I just shot my mouth off. So um, is it possible that after all of the jury selection that goes on and intelligent people select juries and they have psychologists to evaluate during jury selection whether this juror should this person should be a juror or, or shouldn't is it possible that that jury wound up with too many cosby fans yes it is uh you know uh, there are many jurisdictions who uh, canada is one of them where we don't spend nearly the time uh with psychologists and in-depth uh, surveys and so on trying to uh Sort of guess how a juror will think, because frankly, it's a it's a very inexact science. So you could have all the psychologists in the world advising and and take months to select a jury, and you're still down to the great variability of human nature. So uh, really, there are no guarantees, no matter how careful you are in in picking a jury. There can always be uh, people on that jury who have predispositions that will affect how they decide the case. Once they started, they started to ask for explanations, and they started to uh, send smoke signals pretty early into, into deliberation. And at that point, that was the first inkling I had that this jury has Cosby fans on it, and they're not going to convict Dr. Huxtable. They're not going to convict Dr. Huxtable. David, among your peers in the legal profession, how interesting was this case? Well, it's certainly the kind of case that you can say there are reasonable arguments going both ways. So it's a case that should go to trial. Uh, the ones that get pled out early, the lawyers can agree that really there's only one reasonable outcome, and there may be some negotiation back and forth, but ultimately the case is resolved by agreement. Cases like this, uh, where the viewpoints are at the polar opposite, one saying it was a very serious sexual assault, the other saying it was completely uh, innocent, uh, means that really you just have to have a judge or a jury uh, make the final decision because there's no prospect of agreement. Mm. So he went upstairs to get antihistamines, he said, and uh, and he was just taking care of the women who were at his home. Does the jury being deadlocked reflect on the prosecutor? Does it reflect on the defense lawyer's presentation necessarily? Does, does it potentially reflect on the judge? Does it re reflect on, on all of them? 
Yeah, the, the answer, Roy, is that in any given case, um, it could be a reflection on any one or all of those folks. And the other thing that I would add to it is it could be a reflection on uh, the composition and the deliberations of the jury itself. So there are a great number of variables here. And the other thing that we really don't know is is that uh, jury deliberations take place in secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what what is the dynamic of uh, that actual jury room? What happened uh, and and why did they get where they get? Those those are some questions that we can speculate on, but ultimately we're not going to be able to observe firsthand and know for certain what what went on. Can you give us an idea of what happens in a jury room? Just uh, just just generally, is there really one table? They all sit at a table and they and they discuss and then they you know, either they vote by a show of hands or um, or or verbally or notes. I mean, what ha- what happens inside the jury room? What's the dynamic? Yeah. Uh, yes, it is a, a boardroom setting, and, uh, you know, they're comfortable boardroom chairs. People sit around. But what, what the judge does is, is always tell the jury, uh, gives them a, a basic roadmap for how to go about deliberations. And some of the key points are, of course, you know, that the prosecution has to prove the case beyond a reasonable doubt, some of the legal instructions. But in terms of the deliberation process, they uh, elect a, a foreperson. That's one of the first tasks. And that foreperson has the role of guiding the discussion. And another thing that the judge says is encourage uh, all jurors to listen to the views of others and suggest that they not take strong positions right up front, but rather listen to the developing conversations and be open to uh, change their mind. So the aim is to try to get as collegial a discussion as you can possibly have because they do have to arrive at a consensus, a unanimous verdict, if they're going to render a verdict at all. Is it a good thing or a bad thing that the retrial will see the same judge and the same prosecutor in play, probably the same defense attorney as well? Yes, I, I think that the, uh, the major professional players in the courtroom will be the same. Uh, the jury, of course, will be different. So in that dynamic, what that means is that each one of those players is privately assessing what they did at the first trial, and each one of those players is asking themselves, is there something I should do differently? Did I make a mistake? Is there something I did particularly well that I want to make sure to repeat? So it's very much like, um, you know, a sports team has a home and away series. You know, they'll look at the game tape from the first game Mm -hmm. in deciding how to play the second game. So the judge, the defense, and the prosecution will all be carefully analyzing what they can do better for the second trial. Would a jury in, in a second trial scenario where essentially the same evidence is going to be brought forward, the same charge is going to be brought forward, the same defendant is going to be there, the same complainant is going to be there, or maybe even be in the same courtroom and the same jury room, would a second jury be at any point emotionally perhaps inclined to at least think about the first jury not having convicted and would that be a, maybe a point, at least emotionally, in favor of Bill Cosby? It's certainly something that uh, is, is out there for everybody to take notice of. And, and, you know, jurors come from the community. They're obviously going to be aware of the uh, first mistrial. I would expect, however, that the judge will say, don't read anything into that. The judge will probably be very strongly encouraging the jury to decide the case based exclusively on what they hear in terms of evidence and argument 
in the courtroom at the second trial and not to bring into that decision-making process anything from outside of the trial, including the first one. Does it ever get personal between the, between the uh, prosecutor, between the, the defense and the judge? Yeah, I mean, you know what, uh, we legal professionals are human beings. Yeah. And we have emotions and we have tempers and we have short fuses and we have, uh, you know, more or less patience depending on the day and depending on what's going on. So while we strive to present the case, which really has nothing to do with us personally, we, we strive to present it professionally, uh, you know, invariably emotions do enter in and sometimes uh, they have to be uh, held in check and sometimes we do a good job of that and unfortunately sometimes we don't. Okay. Did it surprise you that it turned out to be a mistrial? You know, uh, anything can happen with a jury, and that's the, uh, um, you know, I've been in this business for 30 years, and, and juries are 12 folks who none of us in the courtroom have ever seen before, typically, don't know very much about at all, and the interpersonal chemistry of 12 folks in a in a room that we don't have access to, we can have all the professional training in the world, and uh, largely we're going to be guessing. So, uh, you know, anything can happen with the jury, and and. Um, mistrials from hung juries, that is, juries who are unable to reach a verdict, are not common, but you never know when they're going to occur, and they could occur in any given case. David, always appreciate the time. Thank you for for great answers and great insights into what happens as far as the law is concerned. Oh, my pleasure. Glad to help out, Greg. All the best. David Butt, criminal lawyer in Toronto, op-ed writer for The Globe and Mail, 1-800-263-2428. Is Bill Cosby... Innocent or guilty? And were there too many Bill Cosby fans on that jury? On the record, I'm saying he's guilty, and I think there were too many Bill Cosby fans on the jury. What's your point of view? 800-263-2428. Your calls when we come back.